The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host this, or it is, Sunday, October 31st, Halloween. Right, I know what I was thinking. And this is the Early Odds Week 9 Look Ahead Show with myself and John Breach. Breach, what is up? Brinson, I was going to say I'm hoping it's Halloween. Otherwise, I just look like a fool here sitting in my Solly costume from Monsters, Inc., uh, but yes, it, it looks like it's Halloween for a couple more hours. So yes, Although, I am not a fool. Technically, my uh, my dog and I did a couple's costume. I went as the uh, best Cavalier dad ever. That's and, fun. Uh, and I walked around with a Cavalier. So I don't know if that counts at all. Uh, we'll my son it. was Robbie was a mo- among us. Don't you know what that is? Every parent of a six or seven year old knows. That's that's actually probably true. Uh, if you want to see what Breach looks like in a Monsters, Inc. costume, you can do so on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six. If you're watching on there, give us a like. And in the comments, give us your best early bet for week nine as we take a look at some of these lines. We also do live recap shows on Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. Plus, Thursdays, 1 p.m., our live pick show with myself, Pete Briscoe, and R.J. White. And then Tuesdays, 1 p.m., Ryan Wilson hosts a mock draft show, so check those out. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Turn your alerts on, baby. Let's get into Thursday Night Football. Mike White and the Jets are on the road. Why was Mike White? Why did, did he do anything today of interest of note? Did, um, I'm trying to think what happened. I didn't really, really watch that game. I can't even remember what happened in the Jets and Bengals game. But anyway, so I'm sure something happened, Breach. Maybe you can fill me in if you happen to catch any of it. Um, I Again, I just don't remember what happened. The Jets are going to the Colts to visit the Colts in Indianapolis. Mike White and the Jets beat the Bengals, if people didn't know. And uh, the Colts are 10 and a half point favorites, just like the Bengals were on Sunday. By the way, the Bengals were just covering with like seven minutes to go or something crazy, right? And then poof. Brinson, I ate so much chocolate tonight so I could black out that memory, and it had worked until you brought it up just now. You know what? It's like the odds makers are mocking us. First, they make the Jets a 10.5-point home underdog, and not only do they cover, that was against the Bengals, not only do they cover, but they win the game, and now it's the same 10.5 points, except this one's on the road in prime time. Well, you know what, Mike White? You might have diced up the Bengals for 405 yards and three touchdowns. By the way, the first quarterback in NFL history to throw for that many yards and that many touchdowns in his first career start. So he looked good. You cannot deny that. Even as a Bengals homer, I cannot deny that. I did not expect him to play that well. He looked smart. He looked like he knew what he was doing on offense. I mean, they traded for Joe Flacco because they weren't sure what they had in Mike White. They might they thought he might flop and throw six interceptions. He did not do that. Well, guess what? He's lost the element of surprise. The Colts are going to have some film on him. They're going to see that he loves to check down. The Colts have a very good 
defense. And you know something about Indianapolis, Brenton? They beat the teams they're supposed to beat. They've played four teams this year that have a losing record currently. Uh, three of those games, they won by double digits. The only game they didn't win was against the Seahawks, but they had Russell Wilson at the time. So basically, the Colts win games big when they are supposed to win. Uh, so I am begrudgingly picking against Mike White, and I'm taking the Colts <laughs> to cover the 10 and a half. Yeah, I think I would take the Colts in this spot, too. Um, again, the Bengals were covering, and they just sort of let Mike White check down and check down and check down, and then all of a sudden, it's one of those games where the, mem the momentum, I know momentum is just be real or whatever, but, like, momentum is it's real. real. It's yeah, real. That's real. I, no, it was just it was like this flood of, oh, my goodness gracious, here come the Jets, and, and the, you know, the Bengals just didn't have it. Joe Burrow had some ugly picks. I, I think you'll see Carson Wentz and the Colts bounce back from a tough loss against the Titans and take care of business at this one. The oh, the total is set at 46 and a half, which is a pretty high number for uh Mike White team. backer. Yeah. I mean, a Jets team that doesn't typically score the way they did on Sunday and a Colts team whose defense is banged up, but is more than willing to play ball control and run the, you know, run the clock and, and all that. So I would look at that under if you wanted to bet something. I would guess that that total. Um, comes down. I don't know if the number moves. Ten and a half is kind of a. Like, I think I would be kind of surprised if it jumped off. Like if it jumped to nine or jumped to eleven or twelve. Although I will note that all of these, uh, all of these big favorites, we saw this in week eight. Uh, it would happen with the Bills. It happened with the Rams. It happened with the Bengals. All of those two. It happened the week before in week seven. All those teams got steamed way up at the last minute. Like those numbers ended up closing a lot higher. So. If you really like the Colts, probably want to get it in. No, 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 it's not going below uh, 10. The Packers are at the Chiefs. I don't remember the last time I've seen the Chiefs as a three-point favorite at home. It's been a while. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe it hadn't been that long. Maybe it was the Bills game. But, uh, but the point being is that the Packers, the Chiefs are struggling so badly, and the Chiefs don't play until Monday night. Um, you know, they're, they're minus three, over under 55, with Aaron Rodgers getting Devontae Adams back. And, of course, you know, there will be things you have to you have to look out for on Monday night. You know, Patrick Mahomes being healthy. Uh, you know, Tyree. You know, all all of those things. If you want to bet the Chiefs, you should bet them now, because if they look great against the Giants and light them up, this line could get up to four or five. You know, even against a good Packers team on a ten day rest. This is one of those games that I hate picking because how am I supposed to pick between Aaron Rodgers? And Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. I mean, that's that's impossible. Uh, the last time that the Packers and Chiefs played a couple years ago, uh, Rodgers was injured for that game, so we didn't get our Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers showdown. Uh, and we could have gotten the Super Bowl last year, except for the Packers lost in the NFC title game. And we could have gotten the Super Bowl the year before, except the Packers lost in the NFC title game. So finally, we are getting our Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes showdown. Uh, the one thing I will say is that I think the rest factor is big here because, look, not only are the Chiefs going to be coming off a short week because they play Monday night against the Giants, but the Packers have had 10 days off because they played on Thursday, and that's a huge factor, especially when you consider uh, they're waiting to get some guys back. Obviously, uh, Devontae you know, Adams will end up having uh, 17 days off. Exactly. Or, guess, he's he's going to be completely fresh. Uh, so uh, the Packers are going to be – pretty healthy in this game and the thing for me is that the Chiefs defense is so bad that I don't think they're going to be able to stop the Packers and I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers win this game I cannot pick the Chiefs to cover this out of principle uh so I'm going to roll with Green Bay to cover the the three I okay um well wait on Green Bay if you like Green Bay because I think it'll move up if the Chiefs play well against the Giants and I would I mean we have to assume that they'll play well at home on Monday night Patrick you know and because if people think Patrick Mahomes is back uh this number could climb 
I, I can't imagine the total will go way up. If you like the under, I think it's probably more likely to drop uh, than to climb. Uh, my wife is texting me, telling me I should wear Robbie's costume on the podcast tonight. What do you think about that? Uh, I, I agree. I second it. All right. Cool. Then I can have my face covered. Actually, sounds fantastic. Uh, maybe we'll get more YouTube likes than normal. The Browns at the Bengals. The Browns uh, got kind of roughed around by the Steelers on uh, on Sunday afternoon. Big win for Big Ben, as he does oftentimes in Cleveland. And as we pointed out, the Bengals, again, they lost to the Jets. I don't want to belabor the point, but the Bengals lost to the Jets. Uh, the Bengals are minus two and a half. The over under 45 and a half here, Breach. Uh, you, you, when I was going into week eight on Saturday, this was looking like, looking at the week ahead, this was looking like one of the best battle of Ohio's that I can remember in Years. forever. And then Sunday happens and the Bengals fall flat on their face and blow an 11 point lead in five minutes. And the Browns can't score, get outscored by a Steelers team uh, that can't outscore anyone. So this was just mind boggling what happened to both these teams on Sunday, and I will be honest, though, I am more worried about the Cleveland Browns. Uh, it, it, the Bengals just it seemed like they caught, got caught by surprise by Mike White, which doesn't make sense, but it happened. But they still put up 31 points. They were still leading. Uh, I think it was 31 to 20 in the fourth quarter. Uh, so they, they played really well in the second half, except for collapsing down the stretch. The Browns really did not play well at all. I mean, the Steelers didn't have a freaking kicker, Brinson. They couldn't kick field goals, so all they could do is drive down and score touchdowns, and they did just enough of that to beat the Browns 15-10. to 10. Uh, You look at Cleveland's offense for the past three weeks, they're averaging just 13.7 points per game since Baker Mayfield got injured, and Mayfield has not convinced me uh, that he's gotten any better, that he's going to be able to play any better with that injured shoulder. So because of that, I think I have to take the Bengals here to cover two and a half. Yeah, I mean, I think if this, I think if this line is less than three, then you, I, I want to take the Bengals. I think these teams are pretty, fairly evenly matched. You know, the the one thing I would be a little worried about would would be protection of Joe Burrow and, and maybe making some mistakes like he did late in the in the Jets game and um, the Packers game and the Packers game. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Miles Garrett is a beast right now, and I know that they lost, but he is a dangerous, dangerous pass rusher. That has to be a bit of a concern, uh, but. I don't, I'm not entirely sure that the Browns can cover the Bengals on the back end. Uh, anything less than three, if you like the Bengals, go ahead and get that now because that I don't think it's going to shoot up to like five or anything. You know, Baker appears to be fine, but I think it's you know if you if you it's this number is not going to come back down to a pick them with the Bengals at home just because they lost to the uh, to the Jets. So that's probably one you want to get in now. I could also see see what the the old Cincinnati weather forecast is looking like for. Sunday cloudy with a chance of meatballs on your Cincinnati chili disgusting uh looking like fairly low winds not a ton of rain so maybe the total drops because we don't think these teams will score a ton but the Bengals have cranked up their pace a bit and are, and are, are playing or throwing the ball down the field a lot more and Cleveland is willing to sort of match that if if you uh if you can get involved in a shootout with them I don't see that coming down a ton would be my guess Texans at the Dolphins the Dolphins are one in seven the Texans are one and seven. The Dolphins are a seven point favorite over the Houston Texans. I mean, a one and seven team is a touchdown favorite over another football team in 2021 with an over under of 46. This game is gross. And if you're the Texans, you don't. Do the Texans still have Dolphins draft picks coming? They do, right? Maybe not. You're the host. Yeah. You tell I, me. You I, have I all the information in front of you. I will send you my fault. I'm in a Sully costume. 
<laughs> At any rate, two bad teams are playing football breach. Which one do you think will cover the seven-point spread? Well, shout out to our producer, Debo, for making us pick this garbage fest. Uh, although I will say that this game will get 1,000% more interesting if a Deshaun Watson trade goes down the next 48 hours because that would mean Watson would leave Houston, go to Miami, and possibly be starting for the Dolphins on Sunday against the Texans. If that were to happen, uh, then this game probably becomes must-see TV uh, but if that doesn't happen, then this is a game you want to stay away from. I, you said it, Brinson. I don't understand how the Dolphins are favored by seven points against anyone. You look at their seven-game losing streak. It's not like they've lost to the seven best teams in the NFL. They've lost to some horrible teams. They lost to the Falcons. They lost to Jacksonville. I mean, that that is a horrendous seven-game losing streak. There is no way on the world. I, I could never imagine myself betting the Dolphins to cover the seven, so I'm not going to. Yeah, the Dolphins are hot trash. I mean, the Texans are really bad, but there's a pretty good chance, I think, that Tyrod Taylor could be back for this game. And if he is, this line will move. R.J. White pointed out in our picks pod last week, he said he wanted to take the Texans against the Rams. Whoops. Because he thought that the Texans might get Tyrod Taylor back against the Rams, and that line would be like eight for him. He would make it eight with Tyrod Taylor. That's how much of a difference he makes over Davis Mills. So if you like the Texans here, Take the Texans now. This line will move down to like four or something, more than likely, once Tyrod Taylor comes back in. I can't justify taking the over. Look at the total in this one. Just because these are two terrible, weird teams, anything could happen. I don't have any interest in, you know, betting against these idiots making mistakes or giving up tons of scores because their defenses are bad. And I don't want to, I don't want to think about having to like bet on them. You know, like wanting needing them to score points. I mean, that would be that sounds criminal. So a hard pass on the total there for me. But I think the Dolphins, I mean, the Texans plus seven, certainly a very good look on Sunday if you want to get that in now. Titans at the Rams. Sunday night football, great game. Sunday night. Um, we have the the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams, minus six in this game against Tennessee. The over under fifty. Three and a half as we watch Cooper Rush throw a bomb to Cedric Wilson for a touchdown. Uh, yeah, Brenton, that's a great segue to me. Totally thrown <laughs> off, don't know what you're doing. Uh, you know what, though? Look, don't worry about it. The, the Titans being a six point underdog here is kind of crazy. I have a fun fact for you, actually, based on this. Since Mike Vrabel took over as Titans coach in 2018, they have been an underdog of six or more points a total of six times. And in those six games, they have gone six and zero straight up and five wow. and one against the spread. Think about that. That that is just uh, our uh, five and one straight up and six and zero against the spread. Okay. So basically, whenever they're a huge underdog, since Vrabel got hired, they right, win. That's not possible. They, they, five, five and one straight up, six and zero against the spread. Yes. Okay. Yes, I, I reversed it after yes, I, I messed up. Yep. Um, either way, five and one straight up is bonkers for a team that has been an underdog of six, six or more points, uh, six times. I'm just saying six too much. It's throwing me off. It's like oh, a tongue twister here. Great. So basically uh, the Titans show up in these big games. And so I'm kind of surprised that they are a six point underdog here. Uh, we know what they like to do. They like to give the ball to Derrick Henry. They're a tough team to blow out. They win games and their defense is playing a lot better than they were last year. And so, yeah, I love the Titans in this spot to cover the six. Yeah, I think it's a bit much. Um, Henry's injury is concerning for sure. 
you know, I mean, like he was banged up, and yeah, you know, definitely he, watch that. Watch the injury report. With yeah, watch the injury report because Henry's. In, you know, I mean, we talk about you know what what the value of a, a running back is. And I'm not saying that Henry's worth a bunch of the spread, but I mean, if Henry's out for any reason or has to miss time, I would be concerned about taking the Titans. I, I, I mean, I'm a big Rams guy, and they're playing really well. And I think Matthew Stafford will put on a show here. I'm just a little nervous about taking. The Rams, like, lay six is a lot. If it was like, because were they like six or seven or eight, maybe against the Bears in week one? That's one thing, right? Chicago can't fight back, but the Titans can fight back. I mean, you know, A.J. Brown is a beast. Julio Jones might be back for this game. I would lean towards the Titans now. Not a huge, uh, huge spot for it. I, I, I think I probably like the over at 53 and a half. I bet that climbs up a little bit. Um, the Rams, you know, we've seen them throwing up 30 plus bombs. You know, they, I mean, they, they throw when they're up big. They were up 31 three against the Giants and 31 nothing against the Texans and we're still throwing the football I think Sean McVay has serious interest in trying to get Matthew Stafford into the MVP mix and with a big game against the Titans uh, he would be able to do just that finally the Bears at the Steelers oh Monday Night Football are we getting a Manning cast for this hope I hope so make it watchable Steelers minus six and a half over under 40 that's Oof. gross Anytime there's an over-under 40 in a football game, it's it's not a good look. Not a good look at all. And you know what else isn't a good look? When Justin Fields has the best game of his career, when Matt Nagy's not on the sideline. <laughs> uh, unfortunately for the Bears and unfortunately for Justin Fields, Matt Nagy is likely going to be back for this game. And so maybe Justin Fields takes another step back. Maybe there's just too much pressure when he's got Matt Nagy yelling at him into his headset. Uh, I'm not sure what it is, but Fields definitely had his best game of the year against the 49ers. Although it's not like he was overly impressive. Uh, He's taken small baby steps forward each week, but this Steelers defense is going to be the best one that he's faced. Now, here's my thing is that I don't think those and the bears will be able to score a lot of points against Pittsburgh, but what does that mean? Because I don't think Pittsburgh can score a lot of points, period. I mean, they won a game 15 to 10 on Sunday. And so it is tough for me to take the Steelers in a game where they are favored by six and a half. But I just feel like Justin Fields on the road in primetime against the Steelers defense. He's going to make a few big mistakes and allow the Steelers to cover. So I am uh, hesitantly taking the Steelers here. Yeah, that's a lot of points for the Steelers in a, in a game with a total of 40. I mean, that you were asking... You know, you have a very fine line of uh, of you know what of of outcomes that can potentially happen. For, you know, to like if you get if you get you know if you get two two touchdowns from Fields and the Bears, like it's going to be tough to come back. So that's just one thing to consider. Uh, I know we looked at uh, Cincinnati weather. Just want to look at Pittsburgh weather as well because that total is so freaking low. Uh, nope, pretty good. Looks clear. The Bears offense versus the Steelers offense. We're lucky yeah, it's all over 35. Yeah. And the other thing to look at for this game, too, uh, we mentioned, you know, coming in the, with the Browns and the Steelers game. Uh, look at Akeem Hicks and Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack was out for the game against the the Browns. It still didn't matter. The Steelers won, obviously. But Akeem Hicks, if he's missing, if he's missing, it impacts the run game in a big way. And the Steelers uh, would be able to pump, you know, run with Najee Harris uh, pretty effectively. And and they're going to pound him anyway. And and you know, go, these quick dump offs have been. I think if you if you like the Steelers, you can probably chill at nine and a half. Like, I, like I don't, do you think, do you think this line shoots up? I don't, like crazy? I don't think so. No, no. I mean, six and a half. The Steelers' the offense is so bad. I can't imagine it right. shooting up more. It would than be surprising if the Steelers got up above points. seven points in this one. So, yeah. If you like the Bears, I guess that would be the side to take right now. 
And look, we said it on the on the big show. The, the lowest the total has closed this season was thirty nine and a half. You know, this isn't going to drop down to thirty eight. So if you if you think if you think the overs a play, uh, Bears in the over would be the bet you would make if, the, if you think this might move. Or if, if you're worried about this moving, uh, if you like the Steelers or the under, you can probably just chill on that. So actionable items: Jets plus ten and a half, right? Nah, no, no, no. Colts minus ten and a half, probably. Colts minus ten and a half, Texans plus seven, and maybe the Rams over for things you want to look at. And the Chiefs, if you if you want to back the Chiefs, Chiefs could shoot up. If you like the you know, if you like the Packers, don't have to worry about it quite as much. All right, that's it. This early odds look ahead for myself and whatever. What's your costume? Solly James P. Sullivan from Monsters Inc. James P. Sullivan from Monster Inc. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Hit the like button on YouTube. See you guys later. It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.